So I'm gonna get a lot of crap for saying this on the podcast, but um, dude, I didn't tell you this. My wife had a weird dream where she was called out for apparently cheating on me with a celebrity. So, okay, I want you to legitimately try and guess what celebrity you think in her dream she's cheating on me with. Probably someone from Bridgerton. Good guess. I would have accepted Benedict Cumberbatch as a good guess as well. But the funny part was, she's like, yeah, I was cheating on you with Shane Dawson. (laughs) I don't have words and I am confused for your wife i'm more like concerned for her as a person than i am concerned for our marriage you know like not saying that shane is an unthreatening man but he's kind of an unthreatening man i didn't know hannah was into cat things (laughs) i mean maybe she envies the cat but anyway we are pod wars and thank you for joining us today i'm here with the loveliest host in podcasting, Justice. What's up, guys? And today we're going to talk a little bit of Bad Batch and probably touch on the Eternals trailer. Uh, First off here, let's go over a little bit of what we've been doing over this week. Justice has just moved in, and he has probably felt incredibly tired all of today. So, Justice, you're brimming with enthusiasm right now. I am tired and I'm sick, so I'm, I apologize if you hear my nasally voice. And then I uh, I had to move yet again. Hopefully this will be... I'll, I'll stay here for a little bit longer than the last place. Um, guys, I've moved nine times in a year and a half. And I have it down to science of moving. <laughs> it sucks. The key, the key is you pack your comics and you just don't freaking care about anything else. Yeah, you have, like, you figure out, actually, you kind of figure out what is essential in your life, and, like, then you realize, like, I haven't touched that in months. Do I really need that? And, unfortunately, the thing that I haven't touched in months, (laughs) shut up, Gary, I can see your face, Um, (laughs) (laughs) is my video game systems. I have not played video games um, since February. Oh, really? You haven't gotten rid of them, though, right? I would be ashamed of you if you got rid of them. No, I kept them. Um, I've been just doing school i don't even know if the pod knows that i'm in school for creative writing um i don't know if we said that uh so i'm actively writing stories now and this last class i was writing a movie script which i got a decent grade but like the professor said before the class started like every first script is just god awful like you you're just gonna write a really (laughs) shitty story so don't even try hard did you just like read it over and be like, what the hell did I just write? Well, I had a, um, one of his things that he wanted us to do is have a friend come over and read it and, you know, kind of act out some of the parts because it, it was only five to seven minutes long. And so I had a friend come over and he was just kind of proofreading it and going over and he's like, that doesn't sound right. And it, the, the plot of the story was like, um, young boy goes home to save his younger sister from his abusive father something stupid like that i don't know um but <laughs> something stupid like that some intense thing about an abusive father and be like i don't know some freaking dumb thing in life no that's that's not dumb that's sad and, and but it's like i made an emotionally i guess good story and my teacher liked the idea um it's just i'm 
you there's so many writing scripts apparently is like a science and it's like a like rewriting it's like taking everything you learned about how to write and throwing it out the window because there's over 700 different rules and i try to learn all those rules in a month well i feel like if you're writing a script you have to read it over and ask yourself legitimately would nick cage take a role in this movie nick cage would he would be the abusive father Actually, I could see him totally nailing that role. I miss Nick Cage movies. I need to get back on that train again. I'm sure there's probably a many nights we could spend hanging out watching just Nick Cage movies for hours that we've missed. But speaking on the movie front, we're excited to say that the Eternals trailer has just dropped. And Justice, you've have you seen the trailer yet? I have. I watched it uh, a couple times. I'm going to be honest, though. I really don't know anything about the Eternals. Same. Like, the only thing I know about the Eternals are the idea of, like, you have Deviants, you have Humans, and then you have the Eternals. And I thought, the Deviants, I deviants are, were just bad Eternals. Basically, yeah. They're, like, for lack of a better word for the geeks out there, because I also don't know much about the Eternals. Um, they're kind of like the bad guys. Um, I know that they could possibly connect it somehow to mutants because part of the origin of the Eternals is the idea of the origin of mankind with like this latent gene that's going to give humanity power. But of course, everything in Marvel, us geeks are like, oh, they're going to tie it to mutants and they haven't done that yet. Or Mephisto. So who knows? Or Mephisto. One day. One, one day we'll get one Mephisto. Day. And then we'll get that awful, awful uh, Amazing Spider-Man story. Um Ugh. But I I know that it's important, the Eternals, because Thanos is a deviant, and so, and the lady that Angelina Jolie is playing, uh, Athena, is a cousin, or a late cousin, so I'm, I'm interested to see if they're going to somehow tie in what Thanos did, and that's why they're finally getting involved, because I don't know if you've seen all those memes where it's like the... Oh, I love those where, memes. Like, the Eternals are ignoring all these things that happened in the MCU, and now they're finally going to show up. Yeah, it shows them being like, okay, Loki taking over, we're just going to chill, Thanos destroying half the universe, we're going to chill, like, all that's solved, alright, time to step in, boys. Yeah, I I liked the trailer, um, I think the, you know, there's a lot of good, there's, there's you know, the two guys from Game of Thrones are in it, um, you have Angelina Jolie, she's great, and then you have, like, a really super diverse cast, so I'm interested in watching it, um, I don't do you know when it's coming out? I don't know off the top of my head, but hot take. I've said it before in the pod. Um I think this is gonna be the first flop for Marvel. Um flop in that like Black Widow's in a separate category because COVID definitely screwed it over. Like if it doesn't do well, I blame COVID. I don't blame Black Widow as a movie. But I, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe it's apprehension on my part because it seems like they put so much freaking money into their cast that I'm like guaranteed they're not going to put as much money into the writing. It just seems like for productions when they put so much effort into getting like really prime actors, they tend to have just god awful scripts. I mean, I'm not going to argue with that. But if you've like if you you've seen the trailer, right? I've seen the trailer. It looks and beautiful. Like the amount of work they put into 
costumes and just the set pieces. Like, it looks like it's one of the prettiest Marvel movies I've seen in a really long time. It, it looks interesting, but like, I, I, I guess it's a good trailer because I finished a trailer intrigued, but not knowing what the hell to expect. You know, like, it didn't really give much away for me. Right. I, that is, it was a good trailer because I have no idea what the heck's going on. Uh, my only experience with the Eternals is the most recent Kieran Gillian run, who also wrote the Darth Vader stuff, um, tying it back to Star Wars. But, uh, and that's only on issue, like, maybe three or four. Also, the release date's November 5th. Anyway, mm. um, and so, like, it's he's telling a story of Eternals, like, now that there's, like, so much backstory to it. So I, like, read the first couple issues, and I was like, I have no idea what's going on. <laughs> I really don't know what's going on. Yeah, the I've been eyeing up for a while reading uh, The Eternals by Neil Gaiman, the guy who wrote, like, Sandman and all kinds of different crazy comics. Um it's something I want to look into because I love that cosmic, like, the cosmic expanses of the Marvel Universe. But I don't know how well... It, it's something that that they're exploring really the odd stuff of comics, which usually fans appreciate, but I don't know how well it will translate to film. Because they have a very formulaic, very kind of overall no matter what demographic you're part of can find things to enjoy sort of mindset with these films to have something that's more out there and more to the cosmic kind of stuff might not drop as well granted i was also the idiot who said guardians of the galaxy would fail too and that ended up becoming amazing so who who knows i i'm excited um i'm excited for loki uh you were talking about earlier about the things that we were doing this week so I finally got my parents to watch the first episode of The Mandalorian, and Ooh. I also got them to watch the first episode of The Boys. And um, I, so I had them watch The Mandalorian first, and the whole time they're like, what's Beskar? What's this? What is Mandalorian? What is, what is this? What, what's this? And I'm like, uh, I don't know how much I want to tell you guys because I know you're going to watch the show. And my mom was like, I didn't like it as much because I know I have to watch the whole thing and all my questions will be answered. She's like, or you could just tell me. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> or you could watch the show. Yeah, and then and then uh, at the very end when the you know the the child is re- like introduced, my dad goes, "Oh, is that so? Is that Yoda?" I'm like, "No, no, no, guys! Like this is post Empire <laughs> or post post uh, post Return of the Jedi. Like Yoda, Yoda's long gone." <laughs> Dude, I. I, I have a pet peeve of watching things with people and then having them ask a bunch of questions. They weren't asking. I'm like, just, just. They weren't asking during it. They were just asking after. Okay, that that's at least fair. Right. But like, I'm watching Naruto with Hannah, and she's like, "Why does everyone like Itachi?" And I'm like, "You just have to watch, okay? If I tell you now, it's gonna ruin it." Itachi's great, and I love his character arc. Him and Zuko. They've had the best character For reals. Anyway, um, and then I had them watch The Boys. And, because you've seen the first episode of The Boys, right? I haven't seen any of The Boys yet. Oh, okay. I, I definitely want to. Oh, well, anyway, there's like a huge thing that happens in the first five minutes of the episode. And I just wanted them to watch that one scene. And then based on their reaction, I was going to determine if we watched the rest of the episode. And... Mm. And they liked it so much, they, that first five minutes that my friend came over last night 
and we were like 18 minutes into the episode and he had never seen it either and my dad was like rewind it we're gonna watch it all over again and then we're gonna start and then we're gonna finish the episode tonight and i was like you guys are staying up one past your bedtime you must really like this show so i think they like the boys more than the mandalorian but they're gonna watch both it's uh sacrilegious to me to have anything be put above the mandalorian so that like jades me against the boys a little bit i think they're not as big as star wars fans which is fine um they like the superhero stuff more everyone has their sins they have to repent <laughs> to yeah <laughs> Yeah, I I was uh, thinking of shows uh, to show family. I was showing um, Hannah and then Max, my little brother-in-law. The I was talking to them to them about Invincible, and they're like, "How would you describe it?" So all I did was go on YouTube and show that train scene <laughs> where he's shoving them into all these people, and I'm like, "That's how I describe the show." <laughs> I'll just wait another seventeen years. Punches him in the face. <laughs> make another kid think about it mark i love that meme <laughs> it's a good show I, w- I was gonna have them watch that one but then i was like uh they might like the boys a little bit more so yeah yeah one of them like the difference between the boys and you know invincibles it's this kind of the same concept but one is made by a guy who loves comic book superhero stuff Robert Kirkman, Invincibles. Mm-hmm. And another one is created by Neil Gaiman, who hates superheroes and was set out to prove that he could make the most gruesome, awful superhero story and it still be good. It was kind of like a big middle finger to superhero stuff. And, you know, people ended up It was a big it. middle finger to, like, Justice League and all that. But, like, Neil Gaiman is known for joining, like, those offshoot comics, you know? Yeah, Sandman and a bunch of other things that I can not think of right now. Because moving brain. Yeah. But also, we haven't talked about Bad Batch in a while. And that's what we kind of want to talk about for a little bit here today. I think, I forget where we left off, but the most recent episodes are... We talked with Kev about the third episode. Okay, we have. Then we have the fourth and fifth episode. So starting in the fourth episode, well, first off, dude, what do you think the series so far... Like, what do you like? What do you mare about? What's your overall opinion of how Bad Batch has been? Okay, so... And this doesn't have to do anything with me being tired from moving or, like, just being, like, you know, in a meh mood. I am really not a fan of Bad Batch at the moment. I loved the first four episodes in the seventh season of The Clone Wars, but at the moment, I am not... Like, okay, when Marvel stuff was coming out, weekly i got up super early every single day and and mandalorian uh and watching it you know i would i watch it like crack of dawn i like i have for episodes three four and five um i watched it like 10 minutes before we podcasted for the third episode and then uh i fell asleep watching the fifth one so like it's not that it's not good um what are the things that i like I think Omega's intriguing. I think I want I want to know more about her. I want to know, you know, is she a clone with <coughs> force abilities? I'm interested to see if Wrecker you know, um his head finally kicks in and he has to he's going to, you know, follow orders and um I I want to see maybe a little more sharpshooter uh 
action and see you know them kind of introducing more of the death troopers and going after them but i don't know what what are your thoughts on the first the four and five well i think the show is really intriguing when it includes a lot more empire and a little less bad batch um i'll explain what i mean like the episodes involving tarkin i thought were more compelling because i enjoyed seeing tarkin i enjoyed seeing the empire in its start um the last two have been more of bad batch and like fun little missions kind of like a filler clone wars arc kind of style and was it fun yeah but like it wasn't great it didn't expand the star wars universe for me in my mind it it was just kind of just okay like do you see what i mean there? i agree and i think we're kind of saying the same similar things i did think in the last episode where they have to go and save the baby rancor I was like, is that the Rancor that Luke kills? And then luckily it's it's not. So you, everyone can, you know, be rest assured that Luke didn't kill this uh, cute little Rancor that we just grown attached to in this last episode. Anyway, but like, I, I, I'm wondering if, we had the same kind of issue with Star Wars, you know, like the Clone Wars season seven, where four episodes were really good, four episodes were kind of meh, and then the last four episodes were amazing. And and so I'm wondering if it's kind of the same thing where I'm sure they're setting something up. I I just don't know what it is. And I so like I'm excited. I want I want more. I just don't know what it is that is not engaging me at the moment. Yeah, I mean, we have to though talk about a little bit of the juiciness from the recent episodes, one being Fennec Shand coming into animation. Um, same actress as The Mandalorian. And I thought it was cool them throwing her in there because it kind of connects uh, Mandalorian viewers and Bad Batch a little bit. Wasn't she already in The Clone Wars? Maybe I'm wrong. I don't I don't believe she was. Let us know on Twitter if we actually log into Twitter if she was in The Clone Wars, but I don't believe she was. I, yeah, I don't know. I, I, but I do like. Um, I always say her Agents of Shield name, so just that actress. She's great, um, Ming. Uh, but um, yeah, I think it's cool. That episode was fun. Uh, seeing Hunter, you know, it's kind of got that similar Mandalorian feel where, baby, like if Baby Yoda got stolen, like how are they gonna react? And you know, Mega got stolen. Which, again, reiterates my idea of becoming kind of formulaic, you know? Because, like, the one episode, um, I'm trying to recall, they had one episode where they're essentially stranded because the ship isn't working, and they have to find a part, and they run to an alien. Sounds a lot like the episode with the eggs in Mandalorian Season 2. Um, and then Cornered, Episode 4, it's a classic. You have a bounty hunter trying to get the little kid just like in Mandalorian, like, I think that's part of why it just doesn't stick for me, is it feels too too similar, in a way. One of the things that I did like is just the, I still think, um, I don't know if we'll get a second season of Bad Batch, maybe, but we've always talked about how Clone Wars has this certain moment where it's just kind of like, oh yeah, we're not making this for kids. We're making this for forty-five-year-old adults who love Star Wars or you know whatever that stereotypical Star Wars demographic white boy. 
And there are definitely times, even in these last couple episodes, where they just shot people like right in the face or <laughs> shot them right in the chest and <laughs> they just like fall over and die. And I'm like, yep, that's the Clone Wars that I love. That is true. Like, they don't pull punches on being violent and like getting into tough material, which brings me back to like the earlier episodes where Crosshair is like killing civilians. Like, that's what I want from the show. I don't want more of somebody's trying to get Omega. The guys save Omega. End of episode. It just is too filler arc-like for me. Yeah, I'm wondering when Crosshair comes back and we'll, you know, see them. I And I, I still think that we're going to get a little bit of Wrecker. Because they keep on, like, they keep purposely showing his head getting hit over and over. Every episode. Like his yeah. head's getting hit, so I I, I think there is going to be a you know an episode or like an arc where they want to save Wrecker and Omega has to do her medical force sensitive jutsu and take it out of him. <laughs> She's gonna force heal him, and everyone who hates Ray is gonna be like, "What the hell, guys?" <laughs> but. Okay, then the most recent amp- episode, episode five, Rampage. Um, first off, I'm going to say it. The Rancor looks really freaking dumb. I did not like the Rancor. I was watching it with Evan, and we we're both like, dude, is it just me? Or does that Rancor look really, really bad? He's just small, all right? Don't, uh, don't judge him by his size, okay? Let him live his no- life with his big nose. His, the nose looks like things that would be inappropriate for me to describe on the pod, but it it looks really, it looked really bad. I mean, I'm used to thinking Rancor from Return of the Jedi being a scary thing, and it just, it it, it didn't work for cute and cuddly for me. I don't want a Rancor that's cute and cuddly. Were you shocked that they were going after a Rancor, or did you kind of figure they were going after the monster and not the humans that were trapped down at the the pit i thought they were going after the humans um so it was kind of a clever twist but i didn't notice a twist because i hated how the rancor looked that much like i think i feel like we're being downers on this episode but i really did not like that part yeah i got over it i'm gonna be honest i mean like, it, at first it just kind of like it took me a second but i was like whatever it's a baby rancor you know, they're, they got anim- animation limitations. Wow. I don't know why it took me such a long time to say that. <laughs> it's kind of like, again, my my wife, if she listens to this, is going to give me crap. It's kind of like when you see a, like, a friend has a baby, but the baby is really ugly. And you're like, oh, yeah, really cute, really cute. What the hell is that baby? That's what I felt like seeing that Rancor. But are Rancors supposed to look pretty? If it's a baby, it should look at least kind of cute. I don't. I don't know. It. it they could have chose a million other different aliens. I. Di- I didn't need a baby rancor that looked that ugly in my life. <laughs> okay. What the? I did like that the rancor fought the dragon lizard thing. Do we have we seen mm. that animal from something before? Like. I was wondering if that is the same animal we saw Obi-Wan ride in Episode 2. I don't think it is, but 
Again, let us know on Twitter if we actually put in the effort and are half-assed and go on Twitter this week. Most likely we will be. Um, but you know. <laughs> yeah, that alien I appreciated. I appreciated that. I like how they're getting Omega into like more of an active role um, with her, with like the comms and helping them kind of get freed. Like, it makes her less of a, you know, just side character that's not really doing anything. She has, um, she still has liability, but she has more of a purpose. Yeah. But taking a step back, I want to talk about how they find. So, they're looking for this character named Sid, who supposedly was an informant for the Jedi, and they had no idea who Sid was. Except for Omega. Another clear sign that Omega is probably Force-sensitive, that she's like, hey, that's Sid, and it was correct. But you go into Sid's little office, or whatever the hell you want to call it, and you see a lot of cool Easter eggs. You see a Mandalorian helmet, and then two blasters that look a hell of a lot like Jango's blasters back there. Um, so I appreciated that. I appreciated the little Easter eggs. Makes me wonder, okay, what Jedi used her as an informant in the past? I know I've heard a lot in the geekdom that people think uh, Count Dooku possibly used her more as an informant. I could see Qui-Gon kind of using that as a sketchy character sort of informant. I thought she was an interesting character. Yeah, I liked her because at the end she almost, she threatened Hunter. It wasn't like a... Yeah. It wasn't like, oh, I'm going to keep your secret. It was like, yo... Like, you better watch out, because I'll throw you under the bus if I need to. Basically, yeah. She's like, I'm willing to do business, but I'll also happily screw you over if you aren't valuable to me. My feet are falling asleep. Guys, I'm recording on the floor, because <laughs> I literally just moved. Like, I literally, like I don't know how I can stress this enough. Like, I unpacked everything, ate pizza, and then showered, and then now I'm recording. So my feet are, like, it's tingling. So don't mind me. <laughs> you realize this is an audio form of media that can't see you? They can hear it in the voice, though. <laughs> they can also hear the fact that you don't have any clothing on, too, but they usually enjoy that part of it. You don't tell them and give away our secrets, Gary. <laughs> That's how we stay motivated to podcast. Yeah, but I, I did like her little thread at the end. I thought she was cool. I like that she's working um, with Jabba's um, group. I wonder why she's working. I love seeing Bib Fortuna in there, too. Like, I thought that was cool, having him kind of show up. Yeah, he. I feel like he shows up in the most random of places. Yeah, like, maybe it's kind of a way to tie into Book of Boba a little bit so people know who Bib Fortuna is and kind of remember him. Either way, it was kind of fun to see. Did I tell you that I'm listening to Claudia Gray's Into the Dark Star Wars High Republic book? No. How is it so far? It's good. I like it. I mean, it's Claudia Gray, so like, when is... Yeah, it's going to be good. Yeah, like, um, It's just me mentally adjusting to like audiobooks. Like, I have to, I have to get into it. But it's good. It's, um, it picks up like... So like the the great excursion happens in the High Republic and you are with like four Jedi who are taking a transport to the beacon that they're trying to um start up out in the 
outer reaches of the galaxy because they're trying to like expand the republic that's kind of what's going on and so they when the great excursion happens which essentially is somehow i don't want to explain how because that gives away basically all of charles soul's book somehow something was in a hyperspace lane and it caused a ship to break apart and all these thousands of pieces of ship parts are traveling you know kind of like an asteroid throughout space and landing on planets and killing a bunch of people and so that's kind of what happens in this book or and and the main high republic book and this one you have a group of jedi who are taking a transport and they find out that the hyperspace lanes are closed because of this um great excursion and so they are docked at this abandoned mining facility kind of thing like a space station and mm-hmm. all of the people that are in that area who are also traveling hyperspace has to come to this place so that they everyone can survive and so it's like these four jedi who have never experienced any of you know the outer rim people the non-republic people trying to get all these random you know mercenary people to get along and there's something on the space station that is evil and it's dark side and they don't know what it is they don't know what's causing it so like that's Hmm. also going around the background and they don't have any like sith involvement in the higher public so far right um as far as you know no they're they started i think they started introducing into the comics i think when they were saying there was no sith involvement i think they were talking specifically charles soul's book Okay. Yeah. Like they're they they are doing at least in Claudia's book there is like a a very high dark side presence. But they like acknowledge the fact that they haven't seen Sith in a really long time, so they don't even know how something would become dark side. Which is like really crazy to think about. I still have to read uh any High Republic stuff. I'm waiting on the comics to make a trade because I'm a trade whore, as we know, and I still haven't read Charles Soule's book. I did listen to Master and Apprentice uh, recently. I really enjoyed it. I loved the Qui-Gon kind of time. You know, it, it's more I enjoy seeing Qui-Gon and Obi-Wan interact than I enjoyed the story, if that makes sense. Like, I just enjoyed hanging out with those characters. Yeah, that was a good book, too. Um, I really like it, and I like how it uh, goes hand-in-hand with the dooku jedi lost uh those those two yeah same but yeah so i'm liking claudia gray's stuff um it's just taking me a while to listen to because i feel like with any kind of book you kind of have to be in a headspace to you know want to pay attention what's going on and so oftentimes i find myself spacing out and i'm like oh man i just missed a whole chapter so then i Mm. (laughs) so then i just turn it off and listen to music no that's fair that's definitely fair because do you do it while you're doing schoolwork no, I do it while I drive because I have a 45-minute drive to and from work every day. Ooh, so yeah. like in the mornings, it's really hard because I just, I'm just i like waking up. And then at night is normally when I'm doing it. But like sometimes, you know, you know, you know, work is work and people don't have the best days. And so sometimes I'm like, this is a long day. And then I try putting on something where I have to like think about it. And I'm like, nah, this isn't, nah. <laughs> <laughs> like this isn't going to happen. Yeah, I, I, I feel you on that. I've been doing uh, Star Wars books while doing cardio, 
and it makes cardio suck ass like a little bit less. Mm. Like it still sucks, but a little bit less. Today I was going for a run and I watched like the intro or like a, there's a YouTube video. It's called like anime trailer. And it's just a bunch of clips of cool anime scenes together. And it got me like super hyped for this awesome run that I had. I would literally watch anime TikTok right before lifting just to get hyped because I'm that much of a freaking weeb. And it's so, it's so great. <laughs> Is there anything else that you got on a uh, Bat Batch, Gary? No, I mean, I I have a feeling that because we were talking the last pod with Kev from Force Losers on how we enjoyed it. But this came after the episodes involving Tarkin. And I, I did really enjoy them. Then it, it's classic Dave Filoni where there's kind of a lull in the season where you're like, it's meh. And guaranteed, the last little bit is going to blow your mind, have some sort of crazy thing in there. Um, so I'm, I'm optimistic. I think it's going to end up being good. Oh, yeah. I know we were talking kind of mad crap about it <laughs> earlier in this episode. But the first three episodes are good. Like, they're enjoyable to watch. It's just these last two, I'm kind of like... I could take it or leave it, but like you are right, and we've said it a hundred times, and we'll probably say it a hundred times more over and again. We're, you know, you're at the end of the season. It's always going to be a banger, and and I have a feeling that you know Hunter and Crosshairs are going to go toe to toe, and it's going to be a really good fight. Yeah, it probably. I mean, I could see a different cameo of like Vader or the Inquisitors or someone else coming in because Filoni loves his cameos. Um, but we'll see. It should end up being good in the end. But right now, it's kind of that lull ugh, time, just like Clone Wars final season. You know, that middle arc always is a little bit ick. Yeah, but, you know, at least we're getting content. And so I'm not going to complain too, too much. Um I'm just waiting for Ray to show up somehow, and I don't know how it would happen, but, you know, or or there's going to be a Palpatine clone somewhere. I don't know. Snoke at some point. I mean, they're definitely teasing the clone Palpatine kind of stuff a little bit. Um, not as much as the comics. The comics, uh, listen to one of our recent episodes, Justice brings up a great comic where basically Vader goes into Exegol and sees all the Snoke clones and all of that, and I that blew my mind. Yeah, and I feel bad because, guys, I, 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 I have so many comics that I want to share with you guys. I just haven't had a chance to read them because of moving and whatnot, and I have them all sent to my parents' place. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I will, I will read a bunch, and we can catch up on the, the Bounty Hunter story because I'm, I'm, I'm assuming that that's going to be really great hearing how Han Solo actually ended up at Jabba's palace. But to finish off the pod, I want to share that um, yesterday I watched Shrek is love again. And I learned that there are four different Shrek is love videos. Yeah. There's four parts. You didn't know that. I did not know there were four parts. And the second part, he, I, I'm not even going to say it. The second part I thought was solid. Not as good as the first, but solid. And then it went really downhill from there. I can't even tell you what happens in two through four. But one is iconic, <laughs> always will be. Guard your hearts, guard your minds if you're going to watch it. And guard your loins. 
<laughs> and it's all ogre now. But you guys, thank you for listening to this short and sweet episode. You can get in touch with us on Twitter at PodWarsPodcast or on Gmail, askpodwarspodcast at gmail.com, and have a fantastic week.